Hello and welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. This will be episode 48 and another installment in the What Has Happened to Men series. And this is uh, sitting across the table from me is a gentleman who's going to be known as Joey. And he is not, he did not come for the uh, What Do Men Think series. So he's new to this and he spends a lot of time on the other side of the microphone. So he's a, a little nervous doing this, as most guys are. But he is new to this. But he also has a lot of experience in life that I think other men will find helpful. Uh, welcome to the What Has Happened to Men series, Joey. What is your age, Joey? Soon to be 51. And are you married, divorced, single? Uh, married for, uh, this will be 24 or 25. I don't remember if we're in 24, going to 25. Something like that. I don't remember. Usually I can help guys remember, but I don't remember this one. I want to say you're almost a 25. I think I think we're going into 25 this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. What about kids? You got any kids? Three boys. And what is their age range? So oldest is 26, 23, and 21. Okay. So two. your children are grown. Yes. And kind of... No, 21. 21. <laughs> Kind of spreading their their wings. All right. So think back through your childhood. What's something from your childhood that's like a cool, adventurous, funny story from when you were a kid? Well, I was trying to think through all the stupid things that we've done along the way. And we're going to make some episodes about those. I just wanted guys to grab one. And Um, So the one that, that kind of sticks through my brain right at the moment is when I was young, I... I loved bikes. I picked them up. I did, like, I would find them on the curb and, like, I would fix them up and uh, do whatever. But um, so I I had just a a basic bike. I was riding around and I was up at the school. I didn't see that there was a chain or or a wire hung. And so I'm cruising along and he just smacked right into this chain. Uh, I guess that's not bike. so funny. <laughs> well, it it gets so I I I crash. I fly off the bike, and so you're talking about like a cable across a pathway. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody's listening, they can envision. Yes, because we've all done something like that at right. some point. So I crash, and this guy's like, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Are you okay?" And I like I had like bloody knuckles from where the the chain hit my my hands and. So he goes, he grabs his truck, throws my bike in the truck, and takes me back home. You can tell that this is a long time ago because anything that happened like that now, you would instantly be arrested. Yes. <laughs> you did what? You rescued a child? Yeah. And, you know, drove me back to my house, and my mom was all freaking out. We went to the hospital, all the good stuff. But no, nothing was broken. They all still work. That's nothing. pretty sweet, man. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, yeah. I've, I've ran into plenty of things with my bikes, as will have many of the men who are listening can relate to some wacky crash with bikes. Yes. One of many. <laughs> so th- this question, I have rephrased it thanks to Maxwell Smart, who was here. His episode will have aired by the time this one does. I realized that I originally wrote this question way too narrow because this is important information for listeners to understand about the men sitting at my table. So if if what are is or are the appropriate sauces for a hamburger? Well, I don't know if there's anything inappropriate to put 
on a hamburger because it's kind of like a blank cabinet. So you can just kind of do whatever. I mean, look at Red Robin. You, what do you want on it kind of thing. Me personally, not a mustard guy. Okay. Don't like avocados. So once you get like in the little more exotic stuff, well, I mean, mustard's not exotic. I just don't care for it. But I mean, outside of that, pretty much open to. What about you? What do you want on a hamburger? Not condiments, but like the sauce. I didn't realize some men have very stout opinions about this. I I would do like ketchup and mayo. Ketchup maybe and mayo? barbecue sauce. Okay. But right. not, not barbecue sauce and ketchup. You can't. No. You can't blend those two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nope. All right. So what if you move to like a hot dog and a bratwurst sort of meal? What do you put on that for a sauce? I'm a ketchup guy. Ketchup? Yeah. Okay. But not still, still not mustard? Still not mustard. Okay. No. I mean, maybe if it was kind of a spicy mustard, but for the most part, I just don't care for mustard. Okay. All right. Well, good. This Because this will help men understand who's sitting across the table from me. Unfolds the layers. I know. I've just offended half the population. <laughs> No, it's just something. <laughs> this is just smack talk is all that is. Uh, uh, Joey, what's something that you've dreamed of or wanted to do in your life, but you haven't done it yet? I don't know. I, I, I'm i pretty content at this point, And I can't, I didn't think about this for a little bit and was trying to figure out. And there doesn't have to be something. Yeah. What if I, what if I just made something up? What if, let's say if, if. I gave you, I said, you. I'm going to send you somewhere in the world to go see. Where would you pick? Probably out west. Okay. We've, we, out west in the U.S.? Yes. Yeah. Overseas would be cool, but there's so much chaos that that's not appealing. But okay. we've always wanted to go, we being the wife and I, just do some driving around and see like the Grand Canyon in Arizona and Yosemite. Um, so that's Kind of some places that we'd like to go. Okay. So, what about know? overseas? What if if you could, you, you only had two weeks and you could kind of disappear and go see something? What's something that would interest you overseas? I would like to see uh, Italy and Rome, and maybe Germany. Oh, you know what? You weren't here for the What Do Men Think series because men they've walked with what is like a what's a general summary of like your line of work? Oh, it it okay. And you do also do a lot of stuff with audio and sound. Yeah, but that's more of a hobby pastime. So. You, you do very good at a hobby. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I looked at doing it as a pro a long time ago. I'm honestly glad I never did. And it's more a hobby and something that's fun to do versus, because I look at like the traveling and what the guys have to do. Yeah, not appealing. No, and it's fun to watch when you start doing that because you look... 15 years younger when you, I can tell you enjoy it. Yes. You like the audio side of life. And, and plus for men listening too, like this is why I ask these kind of uh, inane questions sometimes is because what if a guy's sitting there and saying, I'm not discontent. Like, I don't feel like I need to go to some Mm -hmm. foreign country. I don't like, I'm content with my life. Like that's perfectly acceptable. In fact, I would say that's probably a little odd, at least in the United States to be content. And yeah. because we live in a culture that's constantly telling us we're not content. Go buy something. Go do something. Like it's an inability to kind of sit still and enjoy mm-hmm. or enjoy what we have. So it's. It, yeah. I mean, there's always something that I want. I, <laughs> but as far as like a, an accomplishment, I can't really 
think of anything off the top of my head really at this point. Well, and you've been raising kids for most of your life and you're only, you're entering that point of life where you guys can think now about what do we want to do? Yes. Because we don't have to just focus on raising kids and you actually will have maybe some disposable income. No, it all still goes to the kids. Oh, okay. <laughs> we actually spend more money on the kids right now than we did when they were living Man. with us. It's, it's kind of crazy. That's not promising for me. All right. Can you tell me about a stormy period in your life? The, the one that, that came to mind was we had been in Tennessee two years, I think, maybe three. I got laid off, and it was due to an injury that my wife had and they wanted me to go out of state on a job. I told them that it, it, it wasn't happening. Like I'm, I'm not going. So I got laid off. And at that point we had a mortgage from where we moved from our rent here in Tennessee. Our kids were actually back home with their grandparents and the wife didn't have a job. I just lost my job. And we're like, what are we going to do? Um, so we, we packed up and we went on a short vacation. You just were like, I can't take this anymore. What, what are you going to do? About so, how long ago was this ballpark? Uh, that's probably 10 years about. Okay. So your kids are just rolling into the teens. Yes. Just mm-hmm. at the bottom of the teen years. So this was, I mean, that's a, that's a hard period of life to have something that suddenly jars you. Right. Yeah. It was basically, you know, two mortgages, you know, you have to provide still for yourself. And it, it was, it, it was pretty crazy to go through, but the entire time we never missed a payment. Like we, God just provided like little jobs here, little jobs there. And that's actually when I left my original job and, and moved into IT Okay. And um, what were you doing pre like in back if you back up ten years, what were you doing? I was electrical foreman. Okay. So you were doing electrical work? Yes. Construction. Okay. And how long had you been in that? About fifteen years. Okay. So you were no green no you were not green. Mm-mm. You were you were that seasoned old guy. Yes. In that field, kind of climbing toward the apex of of marketability. You've got yeah. You're very skilled at what you do at that point. Mm-hmm. You've gotten to a place where you can kind of maybe rest just a little bit because you're focused back on maybe training new guys. Like you've worked so hard to get to there and then a life change happens. Right. And Well, I, I mean, that was kind of the the move to IT was kind of planned because I had when you when you're on a construction site, you see guys of all ages and the guys that were older or much older than me at that point, they just, their bodies were beat up. Sure. You could tell that the, the construction work and life had just taken their toll. And it was like, do I want to keep climbing ladders? Do I want to keep slinging wire? Do I want to do all this heavy work? And how long do I want to do it for? And then, so you start talking to other people about other things and no one that did project management that went from being uh, a foreman to project management liked it. They all hated it. And every single one that I talked to said, I just want to put my tools back on. I said, okay, I need to go find something else to do. That's a pretty big jump from electrical to IT. uh, Yes and no. Uh, So it's still, you, you know, there's still a logical progression of things like 
the building blocks, you know, if you're doing troubleshooting, it's all still the same. Like you still have A, B, C, D that you, you kind of follow. The electricians are a lot of times considered some of the smarter guys because there's a ton of crap that you have to know. I would agree. Yeah. Or at least it used to be the case. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that's how. changed a bit. Um, so a lot of the, the basic theories of, of things still apply in, in how you do things. You're just applying it to a different job role, basically. So, so your wife gets injured, like, can you give, so you had, your wife was injured where you lived before. No, she was, we were here. You were here. Okay. So you were here and she got. She was in a car accident. Okay. And she had a really bad concussion. So when you see football players that come out and they're like, oh, I had a concussion and can play three days later. I don't, I don't believe it for a second because I've, I've seen what it does firsthand. It's bad. If you have a bad one. So it, it took six to eight months, I think, for her to fully recover. Okay. Yeah. So is that is at that point, you had, had you already moved out of the electrical stuff? No, I was still doing electrical work. But because of the transition, I was able to get schooling through the state, through okay. one of the programs that they had. Okay. So I was able to get some, some schooling and education that way that was free. So when you're the company you worked for previously and they asked you to take this out of state work and you said no, which kind of severed your ties with with mm-hmm. that line of work. Yeah. Were you already did you already have the IT thing going in motion? No. We had talked about it and looked at like some schooling and, and like what it would cost. And at that time, especially with two mortgages sure. more or less, there yeah. And it, three it teenage was, boys. Right. It was not happening. So this was a good opportunity to take to take the free schooling that they were offering and move forward with a different direction that seemed like a good decision. Okay. So. And so where did you pick up that for guys that are sitting, there's going to be guys sitting in the exact same kind of boat mm-hmm. where you're at. Life changes happened. What I've been doing, I can't continue down that road. I've got to have a different course. Like this is Tennessee. So where did you go? Like, what helped put the wheels on that? Like, where did you go to get this education that you're talking about? Like um, a community college? Or a no, it was, um, it would be considered a technical school. Okay. But I, I also talked to a lot of people before I made the transition to kind of get an idea of what it was like. Like, okay, what am I walking into? Like, if I start going down this path, but... Because I was in construction and I could see jobs from beginning to end, the the IT guys were a lot of times the first guys in getting stuff set up. So it, I had a really good opportunity to go talk with people and sit down, not necessarily sit down, chat with them and see how they liked, what they liked about it. And it, it kind of gave me more of a direction and to know that, oh, this is something that I would want to do. This does sound interesting to me. I always liked computers and liked messing with them, but never thought that, you know, I may actually do it for a living. So, yeah, it was um, through a technical technical school. And so how long did it take you from when you kind of hit your launch point, like, I'm doing this, um, to where you were, say, gainfully employed? Six months, maybe. Okay. It wasn't a super long time. That's so. much shorter than I would have... Mm-hmm. I would have guessed, but I also know you too, and you're not a dawdler. Mm-hmm. And well, I mean, you can't dawdle in project management. You can't. You don't survive. No. Or you just suck at it, and eventually mm-hmm. word travels, and you're gone. 
Yep. So yeah, it and it does bring you to the table with a chaotic skill set to see <laughs> around corners, and it makes you the neurotic one, and nobody understands why. It's like because of the mess that's coming. Yeah, we're creating the mess right now, and it's four steps ahead. And this is where the wheels are going to fall off if we don't do this now. Mm-hmm. So I can I can see that helping you transition. Very yeah. well. The ability to organize things you can't even see yet. They don't even yeah. exist yet. Well, I, right now I'm still learning some of that because I don't know. After doing electrical for 15 years, you kind of, like you're saying, you already know what's coming up. You're like, yeah. they're going to put a dock right there, even though it doesn't show it on the print, but that's where they're going to stick it. So don't put your boxes there. You know, it's, it's stupid stuff like that. And I've, I've not got to that point quite with IT where I know that much. So, but that, but, but it also is changing rapidly. Yeah, constantly. electrical field <clears throat> is at least you could you could hit the ground running and you yep. could get your hands around it and it changes a little bit, but nothing like what you're in now. Right, you're, yeah, you're, it's a constant. You're right flux. behind an avalanche. Yes, that's that's rolling, and you're trying to get your arms around an avalanche that's hard to even catch. So I think that's pretty impressive. So you said about six months for your yeah. wife to really recover. From that, and so is that the point where you guys went on vacation, or did you go on vacation some point in that recovery? Oh no, right at the beginning. Oh, we, right, we, right after she got her concussion. Right, she had her concussion. Um, I lost my job, and you know, so we were both unemployed, and we were both like, well, "What the heck are we going to do?" And you know, your mind's just kind of like exploding at that point, and so we just we went off to the Smoky Mountains for the weekend. It wasn't like a three week you know thing. We just Went for the weekend. We slept in the car. We had a, that's one of the best times that we've had together. It's like you Just, stole some time. Yeah. And we came back and, you know, I guess we were a little more rejuvenated at that point. But then, you know, you just have to get on with life and figure things out. Um, some but, of you, no, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, but, you know, there was a lot of, of prayer and a lot of faith at that point that, you know, God's going to take care of you. And he did. And we look back on it as, it doesn't really make sense to go how did like you, you know you, you guys can't see me looking at my yeah hands. how did we get from here you, to here right. yeah and all of the broken Ex- path along the way exactly but somehow it really wasn't a broken path mm-hmm. it's um it, it, I've always noticed in my life as I look back I've always described my when I my life coming forward always reminded me of no, just a long series of compound fractures and some were healed but others were just unfolding in front of me and it always seemed chaotic and disordered until i got old enough now that i look back and i'm thinking there's definitely an order to it from at least for me and well like if if all of that didn't happen probably wouldn't have moved into it for a much longer time or maybe not at all and i don't there's probably a purpose for it somewhere along the way i haven't seen exactly if there is, or it's just. But you also have the means to provide for your family now. Yes. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not wearing your body out. You can use your body for kayaking or going out on adventures with your wife or yes. slapping your kids or your boys around. <laughs> they probably won't be long. They'll be able to take you. Uh, nah. 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 It's gonna be a while. Yeah. As like my dad a- always says, "I can still take you." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, whatever, old man." I say it to mine too. It just invites the. Yes. It, it changes the look in a boy's face. Like I'm about to bring it. Mm-hmm. No, like please bring it. 
All right. So you did that. All right. So this goes back and I'm recording this. This is the middle of March. This episode probably won't air until the, maybe the second week of April. So I, I just uploaded an episode about isolation versus solitude, which curiously you mentioned going away to the Smokies and that helped you. And it wasn't a three week jaunt all around the country full of skydiving and mm-hmm. hang gliding. You just went to the mountains just yep. to get away. So when you came back from that, you said things, your head was a little clearer, like things looked a little better. Was it easier to make decisions when you came back? Was it a little more clear to you? Like, this is where we need to, this is kind of the direction we need to go. Honestly, I, I can't say for sure. Cause that's been a while, but I, I don't know if, necessarily i'm sure we talked about like future plans like where are we going to go from here why we were out there trying to think of when i'm sure the following week or a couple weeks after that we started to you know lay things out and figure out you know what the next steps were and i'm not trying that was a totally loaded question i'm I'm still learning how to interview somebody that was an absolutely loaded direction it was actually a good question okay Um, yeah and actually what i'm trying to get at is so if one of the men listening to you mm-hmm. finds himself in that storm. Life changes happen. Some whatever it might be, it comes in a myriad costumes, and he can't get his head clear. Would you recommend, if any way possible, sneak away for two or three days, go to some place where you can think? I would say more depends. If okay. you're already like sitting by yourself in your house and. You know, you're not around other people at all. That might be more problematic. However, if getting out somewhere you thought would actually help you for a short period of time, then I think yes. But I think it depends more on the person overall. Okay. Because some people are some people are better around other people. Me, I can go off hiking in the woods for three days and you know be perfectly content where some other person, if they were alone for that long, it would completely not destroy them, but maybe depress them, depress a them more. more. Yeah, right. Make them feel a little more hopeless, maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a so, very good insight. Yeah, I, I think it really depends more on the person and your personality more than anything overall. And a part of that is, you know, reflecting on yourself. You know, who are you as a person? What do you, you know, you like being around people more, or do you like being around? Me, I'm kind of mixed. Yeah. I like both. I need periods of time where I just don't have other people around. That's a lot less now than what it used to be. But I also like being around people. So you need to figure out where you're at. Yeah, that's and, a, and that's a good insight. <laughs> I hadn't, you know, it's this is why I like sitting at my table learning from men. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much about life from other men. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm kind of the same way. You can drop me in a room full of a thousand strangers. That is absolutely my element. You could also drop me into the most remote wilderness and leave me for a month. I would also love that. Maybe get struck by lightning and chased by a bear again. Yes, maybe again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lightning thing just doesn't once was enough. I don't I don't jack with lightning. Um and I really prefer not to be dragged around by a bear anymore, but Certain things happen. I don't know. I guess it all comes with the territory. As you look back through this stormy, this this season that you went through with your wife being injured 
and you look at where you're at now, did did going through that period change who you kind of how you are as a man? I, I do think it well I we had a lot of friends that helped along the way too. So I I know that there were, were cha- obviously career change. That was a big change. And I, I do think it probably helped us rely more on God or know that no matter what we went through, that you know, we didn't really need to stress so much over things because he was going to provide, you know, there was, you know, more than one time when, you know, we were given an envelope of, you know, some money here, you know, from somebody at, at church or wherever that said, here, we were asked to give this to you. You know, it may have been 50 bucks or 25 bucks. And, you know, I, I think the most was like a hundred or 150 bucks, but that, you know, bought groceries or whatever for that time. And it was just, it was interesting to see that, you know, the bills were paid. I mean, it had not been on time, but they were paid. We had food, you know, just everything just kind of worked out. You know, obviously we were, I'm sure, much more prayerful and much more focused at that point because we were at a point where we're like, oh, uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> so. So going through tough circumstances didn't kill you? No. Do you think it made you... Do you think it made you a little better? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, for the for the boy or the man sitting out there listening, on the edge of giving up hope because of some kind of circumstance that they're in, is there any piece of encouragement or advice you would want to pass on to them? Just be patient. It's going to change. Like it may change tomorrow. It may be three weeks or four weeks or three years. But the circumstances are are always going to change. It's life. Your peaks and valleys, mountains and mountaintops and valleys that you end up going through. So you you're just through a valley. There'll be a mountaintop on the other side. There will be. That was a hard thing for me to grasp sometimes in my earlier life. It seems like, I guess, a different perspective of time. Mm-hmm. Like somehow this circumstance is just. I'm never going to bounce back from this. I'm never going to get out of this. And then three weeks later, you're like, oh. Yeah. It's already behind me. Right. What yeah. was I so stressed and worried about? Yeah. And I wish I could say I don't do that anymore, but I do. I do it less, but I mm-hmm. still do it. If you're sitting there discouraged and listening, don't give up hope. I've said this till I'm blue in the face. Wait it out. You will outlast it. Have some tenacity. Yep. All right. Well, Joey, thank you very much for coming to be on the Men You're Not Alone podcast. And I do appreciate you taking the time to do it. My pleasure. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, I hope that you have a good rest of the day wherever life finds you. And don't forget, storms come and go. It's okay. It makes you tougher. It will not destroy you. You cannot be destroyed by circumstances so much. And I will catch you on the next one.